I was born to be a mower, a mower, a muck. I was born to be a mower, yeah, I'm covered in grass, yeah, I'm slinging weed whackers, yeah, I'm making the cash. Hey guys, welcome to Live from the Kraken with me, Dozer Dave. Today's guest is Charlie Cook, coming from us from California, all the way out by Sacramento. And he doesn't just run mowers, he runs hogs and dogs, which is one of my favorite things to say now. He's going to tell us all about going up and down the West Coast and racing their pigs and racing their dogs and racing their mowers. It is going to be a very cool interview, so please stick around. You're going to love this one. Hey guys, this week I'm going to do something a little bit different talking about ALS. We're going to talk about the actual race itself, and we have Jeremy Hughes from Unlimited All-Stars, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the Run What You Brung carts that they run at Two Brothers that are going to be at the ALS race. How you doing, man? Very good. So these things are crazy, man. I've loved them since the first time I saw them. They're so cool. They look like a wedge, and you guys just run crazy engines on them. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Unlimited All-Stars Run What You Brung carts are? They're uh, high horsepower flat carts. They do have wedge bodies, some of them plastic, some of them are fiberglass. They run any combination of engine. A lot of them's got 450 Honda CRF engines. Some of them are CR250 two-strokes. There's just many different combinations. These aren't just the normal go-kart or mower engines. These are motorcycle engines, transmissions, right? We actually do away with the transmissions and put jack shafts in them and okay. run a centrifugal clutch. And they're wicked fast. And you guys are turning some really quick lap times. And I know this past week there was a video that we got to watch. I was at the track, and there was a little bit of a karting accident, racing accident. It happens. I don't think it was anybody's fault. It just was one of those things where someone bounced off the wall and got turned, and the whole field was behind them. But luckily, no one got hurt seriously from that, so that was a good thing. So, right. So, tell us, how do you guys build these things? What's the difference between that and just a normal flat cart? A lot of our stuff's upgraded because of the high performance. We have upgraded brake rotors, bigger Nerf bars to help the other carts off of us. God forbid something would happen. Different things like that. It's just a lot more safety involved. You guys are doing wings, too. I mean, you've got a spoiler on the front and a spoiler on the back. You know, I looked at that a few weeks ago with you, and I said, man, that's that's really cool. And you said, yeah, yeah, it really helps with the bigger tracks with the downforce and and helps us, you know, get around there. What size tracks do you guys normally run? I know you said Two Brothers is kind of a smaller track for you. Normally, we run about a fifth-mile track. What kind of speed are you guys hitting? Right around 60. Wow. Between 60 and 80, given track conditions. Wow. So, obviously, you guys are all running. Do you guys have a tire rule at all? No, no tire roll, open okay. tire for UAS. Awesome. The body's being a wedge body. Now, that's just strictly for aerodynamics. Is that what that's for? Yeah, it helps a lot with the aerodynamics. We do have rules on maximum heights and widths. I'm telling you, these things are so much fun to watch. And, you know, I tell people, you know what's a cool class is when everybody runs to the fence. When, yeah. you, when you guys hit the track, everybody's at the fence. Everybody's in the stands, you know, watching this. And it's so cool. It, it's just so much fun to watch. And 
they're just, man, they're so fast. They get around that track really, really well. And so how do they handle? Or, I mean, do they handle pretty well on a track that size? It's a lot of driving. Yeah. On a small track like that, I mean, it's a driver's track. You know, you really have to drive the cart. Bigger tracks, they more drive themselves for the most part. Man, that is so awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on telling us a little about the Unlimited All-Stars. Southeast Ohio, UAS, and Ohio Valley, UAS. All right, excellent. Thank you so are, much, Are man. the main groups around here. Well, awesome, man. You guys are going to be at the Mowdown ALS show. I think we're going to have a good turnout of you guys. I know I talked to a bunch of people this past weekend there when we were doing the food and stuff, and a lot of the guys were really excited to come back out and, and run the ALS race with us. So I appreciate the living hell out of it. I, I can't tell you how much I want to thank you guys for putting your support behind this and coming out and doing this. I know you guys normally race for money because none of this stuff is cheap. You know, we don't race for money at the ALS race. We race to raise money and you guys are donating all your time and I really sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, that's the least we could do. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate right. it. I'll see you at the track. And remember the Down ALS race, September 23rd, 24th, Two Brothers Speedway, Chillicothe, Ohio. Come on out. It's going to be a great time. California. Today, my guest is Charlie Cook from Galt, California. Is that correct? Yes, Galt, California. Yep, close to Sacramento, you said? Right. He races hogs, dogs, and mowers. So cool. So how you been, man? I'm good. Uh, a little warm, but we're good. Yeah, it is here too, man. We, got, we actually had a tornado touchdown not too far from where we lived today, and that's the beauty of the Midwest. I don't know if you guys get them out there, but... We get strong winds, that's about it. Well, if you're from Ohio and they say a tornado's coming, most people run to the basement. We run outside with a camera. Then you should have a cool breeze, right? Exactly, yeah. Brings that temperature down. You guys run a show for fairs with racing pigs, racing dogs, and mowers? Yeah, we have a trained animal act. It's Cook's Racing Pigs, and we have a dog race within our show, so it's Cooks racing hogs and dogs, and my son and I race mowers also. That is so awesome. So what classes do you and your son race? He races in JP. I race in GP, GPT, and CP. Nice. Okay. So you got a few. So we have three mowers, and he and I share the JP, GP mower. What got you into mower racing? How long have you been doing this? I first saw mower racing in 01 in Washington State at a county fair. And I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It really is. Uh, and then I'd not seen it again until maybe 08 in Washington. And then 2018, I saw it in Southern California and there was a mower for sale and I bought it. And then I realized that it was not able to enter into GP class. <laughs> so I had to alter everything. Yeah. Sometimes those cheap mowers get expensive pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I had to buy a different engine, a transmission. I had to get, take off the centrifugal clutch. So, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, they can definitely add up. So you race on the West Coast. You go from, what, Southern California all the way up to how far? Oregon? Well, because we perform in the 10 Western states, I can hit races in many different states. We have raced in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, Oregon. hope to go to Texas and farther. Primarily out there is U.S. Lawn, correct? U.S. Lawn, Southern California has their own club and classes. 
And then there's another club in north central Arizona at the four corners of Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and New Mexico. And they have a permanent track at a bar and they have about four different classes depending on pulley swaps. Okay. What are the main classes you guys run out there out west? Arizona and Oregon, all classes, all the way from JP up to FXT. Southern California, FXT, maybe some singles, and then they have like two classes of single stock and then maybe a modified twin. So are the prepared chassis pretty popular out there as well, like the CP, BP, GP? Is that, would you say, the bigger classes? In Arizona, the biggest class is GP. Oregon, the biggest class is probably CP. And in Southern California, the biggest class is probably the FXT. I know down in Florida at the Snowbird, they run through the winter because it gets so unbelievably hot and humid in Florida, obviously. They do it in the winter when it's cooler. Is that what they do out west too? Yeah, the one track starts up in November. They run from November to early May. The other club kind of perform at uh, rodeo arenas during festivals and demolition derbies and things like that. So they usually run October to maybe in the summer if they get a go-kart track. Southern California almost year-round depends on the track that they choose to call home. In Southern California, they've got to be the easiest job in the world to be a weatherman in Southern California. Hey, Dave, how's the weather today? Nice? Yeah. Back to you. I've been to Southern Cali a few times, and man, it's just beautiful. And They just had a four-day race at the uh, Del Mar Fair in San Diego. That fair is probably a million attendants, and they, wow. during the monster truck show, that they built the track in the middle of the jumps for the monster trucks. Oh, that is fantastic. So how long have you been on the road with your son? I know we talked last time. You told us a little bit about your rig, and actually, I think Chuck Miller told me a little bit about your rig. He said that you had a big... <laughs> Tell me about it, because he said it was like a big bus with a big trailer and something else. It's a Freightliner Renegade conversion, so it's (laughs) FL120 Columbia with 30-foot living quarters. Nice. The pigs and the mowers travel in a 22-foot race car trailer. Wow. Two mowers standing up in there, and I'm trying to make a rack system to be able to haul all three of them. Yeah. Wow. I guess the dog's just right up front with you guys, huh? One of the dogs in the house and three dogs in the trailer and eight little potbelly pigs in the trailer. Oh, nice. Okay, so I'm sure they're all friends and hang out. And Traditionally, we race in Oregon 4th of July through Labor Day, and we got to go to the Nationals last year. And say August or so, we realized we needed some more points, so we went to New Mexico to gain points and then back to Oregon for the finals. And I unfortunately did not have any competition in my two classes, so I technically won and got trophies. Yeah, that's not unfortunate. That is fortunate. Well, you know, we had kind of figured that the attendance was going to be low due to COVID and fuel prices and there were, you know, Chuck and Tom and some other drivers. I think there was maybe four non-Oregon yeah. drivers there that came across the nation. But see, it's all how you tell the story. So one year, I built a GP twin for Limestone, my local track at the time, and still my local track, I guess. And no one else did. So I kind of said, well, you know what, I guess I'll just put a single on it. And Joey Chambers said, no, 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 just take the green flag. You won the championship. So I showed up every race, I raced, and every race I entered, I won. So that's how I tell the story is, 
hey, man, I won every single race. I had a perfect season, never lost a race, won the championship. Yeah. That's how you tell that story. Well, we uh, went to New Mexico to gain points, and we had the transmission break on our uh, on our dual-purpose mower. So Junior and I placed second in points for the season and would have been up in first, and then my GPTO is first in points. And talking about that, I know you said you guys kind of live on the road. You don't really have a permanent home anywhere. So how do you get parts? How do you find time and places to work on your stuff? Mail order, EC, and tractor supply, and I do all the work myself. I rolled my GPT mower in Oregon two years ago, and the gentleman there, Glenn Wolke, he put a new front end on that one. So oh, nice. I want, you know, he's the track foreman, and he has building mowers for that track for years, and I wanted his front end to try to master that track. Nice. All right, well, we're going to take just a quick break and pay our dues to our sponsors, so hold on just one second for me. Last podcast, I talked about my new favorite Big Dog Pizza, the official food sponsor of the 2022 Mowdown ALS race at Two Brothers Speedway, Chillicothe, Ohio, October 23rd, 24th. They also have the Big Dog Pizza truck. Their food is delicious and it's mobile. And how do you find the Big Dog Pizza Truck, you may ask? Just like everything else, we've got an app for that. You download the Street Food Finder app. You look for Big Dog Pizza. That'll tell you where they are. You go to where they are. You get delicious food, such as my pick for this week's podcast, the Mac Dog Pizza. A Thousand Island base with hamburger, pickles, onion, lettuce, and cheddar cheese. Tell me that doesn't make your mouth water. Mm. When you go to the truck or when you go to the restaurant located at 7967 Cincinnati Dayton Road, Westchester, Ohio, you can get the Dozer Dave deal. You get, for $25 or more, a free order of pizza chips. And I said, Chris, what are pizza chips? Now listen to this. They are a super thinned out dough with a swirl of olive oil, lightly cheesed with mozzarella, provolone, cheddar, and feta. Ringed in garlic butter and sprinkled with Parmesan. Cut into crispy strips, perfect for dipping into their delicious pizza sauce. Now, tell me, that doesn't sound like the best thing ever. You can't beat great Italian and you can't beat a great pizza. And I'm telling you, Big Dog Pizza has everything. It's fantastic. They've got wings, specialty pizzas, salads, anything you can imagine it's delicious and also don't forget about the big dog pizza truck track it on the facebook page big dog pizza or track it with the app street food finder once again facebook big dog pizza or the street food finder app big dog pizza food so good you'll beg for more All right, guys, welcome back. We're talking to Charlie Cook out of California, but he also mainly lives on the road doing the shows of racing pigs, racing dogs, and racing mowers, which I think is just the coolest thing ever. I'm going to call this episode the California Dreams of Hogs and Dogs, I think. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about getting stuff shipped to you in races like that. So how many times do you guys get to race a month or through a season? 
This year, very little because my yeah. job, I'm very busy with my career. We chose not to race this last week since the U.S. lawn schedule was canceled. I didn't drive to Oregon to gain points, and we chose not to go to San Diego to race because I'm working on a backhoe here at my dad's ranch. Sure. It just depends on, uh, you know, motor schedule and my schedule. We might get to race once a month. We were working in Colorado, and we joined the Idaho Club. They're the Rocky Mountain uh, Lawnmower Racing Association, and we went to two different fairs back-to-back with them and performed during demolition derbies. Oh, okay. And then we ran to Oregon. So Oregon starts their schedule in May, and they have a traditional May race and then a Memorial Day race and then a June race and then traditional 4th of July race and maybe another race in July and August and then a bigger race on Labor Day. And that's where the Nationals were last year on Labor Day. Okay. In Southern California, they might race once a month, two or three different tracks close to them. Twice a year, they have an event, their hometown rodeo at the fairgrounds. Well, let's talk a little bit about the tracks. So what's the difference between a track in Southern California compared to Oregon? What are you racing on, sand versus clay, or is it something a little bit different? Oregon, is a, they brought some clay in, so it's not total dirt, but it's a very hard-packed dirt. They have a roller and water chuck, and they groom that track very well. I believe it's a sixth of a mile. Okay. And it's a very wide track, so in my GP, I was able to stay in third gear all the way around the track, and I was racing some SPs that were quicker than me, so I was able to stay full throttle around the track. Southern California, they were racing at a go-kart track, a little bit bigger than a bull ring, but not a huge track, and it was packed dirt also. And then a lot of them are rodeo arenas that you're at the mercy of. Yeah. Great. Uh, a harrow, and that's about all you get. You know, I was curious with Southern California because they don't get much rainfall. Same thing in Arizona. So I'd imagine the tracks there, do they put a lot of water on it? Is it already so dry they don't really have to mess with that? The Oregon track, a lot of water, yeah. The rodeo arenas, no. And then on the go kart tracks, yeah, some water. A couple of the dwarf car size tracks, a little bit bigger, yes, water. Okay. I'd love to get out there and. It's just right now with the gas prices, it's going to be tough for anybody to travel anywhere. I'm sure it's affecting your business with your traveling all day at $6 a gallon diesel fuel. Is that what it's yeah, costing you about? Unfortunately, I only get six miles a gallon, so it's costing yeah. me a dollar a mile. That's the Kraken, too. The Kraken only gets six miles a gallon. We're paying about six bucks a gallon here for diesel and about four fifty for gas. The cheapest diesel is about six thirty nine. Oof. And the majority is six ninety nine. Gas I saw five eighty nine, I think. And then maybe in more central California is uh, maybe a little bit cheaper. We have higher taxes on gas, and then we have summer blends that come in and out throughout the year, and then that affects the price too. I know it's affecting everybody this year, especially in the mower world for traveling and. I've had a few people tell me, you know, I'm choosing the one race I got to go to, and it's even affecting me. I'm looking at a couple of different races I want to go to, but just looking at our budget going, can we? And it's tough, but you got to feed the family first. And, you know, as much as we all love this sport and love seeing our family, and it's just, it's tough. Hopefully to get better. I mean, that was, the, I think, the main decision with U.S. Lawn canceling her season this year because of that. So hopefully next year they'll be able to kind of get things a little more organized and 
get all their national races out there and the gas prices will be cooperating so we can get good solid fields out there for you guys to race on well this year i was going to try to do a national tour to go to all the points races for us one and then we just didn't get the dates in time and i just started taking work so yeah. maybe next year yeah hopefully the prices come down we can coax you out to the Modown als race and out here to ohio and you can kind of race on some of our Ohio clay and or maybe even get you down to Florida for the uh, Snowbird Nationals in March or something. I just need to get the date ahead of time in order to look for work between races. This year, I'm so busy that I won't get to race till after Halloween. Oh, wow. Okay. I think Halloween is going to be the last race for me this year right down in Oklahoma. I think we're definitely going to make that one. We've been having that one on the to-do list for a couple of years, and this year we're definitely going to make that happen. I perform at a pumpkin patch, so I'm busy Halloween. So let's talk about your son. How old is your son? He just turned 14 on 4th of July. Oh, my birthday was the 5th of July, so happy birthday to him. Yep, happy birthday to you. Mine was the first. Oh, well, happy birthday to you too. Man, all these July birthdays is great. How long has he been racing? He started in 2019 also. We set up a little track in the parking lot at the pumpkin patch with some cones and uh worked him up from first to third gear and he was grinning ear to ear (laughs) his first race in arizona was against a couple other kids from the arizona club and i told him you know i wanted him to sandbag and he couldn't wait and then he (laughs) he tipped his hand and passed him and then they stepped up their mowers and he played second his first race I've got that problem, too. I only have that one speed of just gripping it and going. And we went to that 12-mile race, and luckily one of our Ohio guys, not luckily, but Dustin Music won that race, and you can only run 22 miles an hour. And that was the the other – I just don't know if I have that in me. I think I'm just going to be too tempted to grab that throttle. But these guys looked like they were moving. I mean, even though they were being clocked, I mean, they were – that was a hell of a track. If anybody can make that out next year – it's a great event to go to. It was a lot of fun, and the town was beautiful. The host was just wonderful, and it was a very cool event. Do they limit the number of mowers on the track for that race? I don't think so. I think there was like 35 mowers on <laughs> on the track for the Briggs class. There was a lot, man. I mean, there was a lot of mowers out there, and, but it's a quarter-mile track. Do it's, they stagger the start? You know what? I missed the start. I thought the race started at 1.30, and I was – in the RV and doing some other things and making lunch. And I looked down, I said, oh, it's one fifteen. I got to go. And I rush out and they're already pulling out on the track doing the pace laps. So I, I don't know. That is something I'll have to get information on. But they went out there and had a good time. I think they said they did a Le Mans start, but I don't know for sure. I've seen those Le Mans starts. Yeah. So I, I could imagine that'd be a big wreck. And they did the qualifying to get your starting spot too. Now that didn't have any restrictions on it. You could run as fast as you wanted to out there oh, for really? that but yeah to get your starting spot it is a very interesting race some of the mowers especially what they called the modified mowers had motorcycle engines on them and knobby tires and just crazy builds some of them look like a four-wheeler you know i'm like where's the mower parts <laughs> you know but they're pretty creative i think i had to put it on a mower frame and it was really an interesting fun event i was just raving about it it was a lot of fun it's the oldest mower race, I think, in the country. It's 60 years old. Next year, if your schedule permits, you guys can drive all the way out to it's. It's almost in South Bend, Indiana. It's between Indianapolis and South Bend. 
Well, I know after setting up our dual purpose mower, you know, for junior and JP that I had to be very strict about eight to one ratio and 20 yeah. miles an hour. And that track in Oregon has a downhill slope to it. Okay. That, uh, he was clocked at 21. So I know that we're pretty accurate See? on our gearing. Dustin rode his dad's GP. It was just a straight okay. ultra legal GP and he ended up winning. It was pretty cool. All right, Charlie, that's all I got, man. I appreciate your time and appreciate you talking to us about this. I'm sure we'll have you back on the program soon. And, you know, we want to yeah, get out there and uh, race with the, you guys. Keep this posted on the schedule so we can make plans for next year. I will definitely do that, man. Thanks for coming on, and we'll see you at the track. I appreciate it. All right, I'm going to do just a little bonus segment here, and I want to talk about the race we just got back from at 12 Mile, Indiana. It was my first experience of going out there. Thank you so much to Chris Ulrich and everybody out there in 12 Mile. It was such an amazing race, and if you haven't experienced it, you need to. It was the most unique, fun event I've ever had. The first two days, Saturday and Sunday, was strictly the round track for us, the FX Singles, FX Twins, GPs, GP Twins. FXGs, things like that, BPs, CPs, great track, flat, which is challenging. We had a lot of fun. It was a fun track. There was one incident with an injury. Dwayne Packer had an accident, but we've talked to him. He's on the mend, so hopefully he'll be back at the track real soon. Thoughts and prayers with him. It was a lot of fun. That circle track was pretty good track. We had a good time. The third day was on July 4th. They had this breakfast for us. They provided drinks for us. They provided a lunch for us. It was just beautiful. The park itself, wonderful playgrounds with merry-go-rounds. They had an unbelievable fireworks display Sunday. It was just the most enjoyable time I've had at the track in a long, long time. Then Monday, the race came, and I didn't know what to expect. Dustin Music and his brother decided to enter the 12-mile race, which is 60 laps at a quarter-mile track onto the road course. They have to pit three times, so me and Alex Stella and a friend of his, we were helping pit. It was interesting. I mean, they came in, just stop and go pit and take off again. It was really cool. I mean, it was just such a really cool race. The first time out there, Dustin Music won it. We were all blown away, man, because I think there was like 30 or 35 mowers entered. These guys take it really hardcore serious, and... It was really impressive. It was Dustin's weekend to win. He won Friday, the heat and the feature. Saturday, he won the heat, and then he had a valve cover issue come off leading for the feature. And I think Dennis ended up winning the feature Saturday. And then Dustin goes out and wins Sunday, or Monday, I'm sorry, the 4th of July, the 12-mile race. It was incredible. It was a lot of fun. Just want to do a quick little segment and say thank you so much to the town of 12-mile Thank you so much to Chris Ulrich and his family. They were so gracious and so wonderful in helping us all out. Everybody who was there, Pascal, everyone did a great job. I can't wait to go back next year. I'm definitely going to build a mower for the 12-mile race, which is just going to be your standard GP. That's what Dustin won on, just a GP. We'll talk more about that race. You can go back and listen to the 12-mile podcast. It'll give you a lot more information about the rules. I really encourage you to go next year. This should be one of the don't miss races on your calendar. You'll have a great time. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This week's Live from the Kraken was brought to you by Altered Minds Productions. 
Jason Severin's producer. Also want to thank the Ohio Miller Racing Association, the Michigan Miller Racing Association, Elite Miller Racing Series, and of course, Mow Down ALS, September 23rd, 24th, Chillicothe, Ohio, Two Brothers Speedway, and of course, our food sponsor for that event, Big Dog Pizza. Don't forget to get your Dozer Dave stickers and t-shirts when you see me at the track, or if you'd like one, just hit me up on Facebook. I'll be glad to work something out with you and get it mailed to you. Once again, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you at the track. The West Coast Club.